What's good, everybody, man? This is your guy, Manny, and you're listening to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Hope everybody's doing well. I have some awesome, awesome guests for you guys tonight. This is going to be a nice show, great show. We're going to talk draft. We're going to talk DMV culture. We're going to talk uh, DMV food. We're just going to have a good time. So the first up on the stage is an awesome, awesome young individual doing lots of great things. Mrs. Carita, Miss Carita Parks. Are you muted? Can't hear me? Okay, we'll we'll work it out. Hold on one second. You hear everybody else on the panel? Can you hear me now, Karita? Can you hear me? Okay, Karita can't hear me, but let me move on to Felix, and then I'll come back. Felix, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on, man? All right, great, great, great. So, man, we have uh, <clears throat> Felix here. Felix, Felix is a, a writer for the Washington football team. He's been a longtime fan, DMV guy. He loves all DMV sports. Uh, this guy right here knows the stuff, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. Karita, can you hear me? Okay, she came out. Okay. Uh, next person on the stage is my guy, Louis Barr. Senior, this guy's from the Redskins Hub, Fantasy Click, uh, Capology, NFL News Bulletin. Uh, follow these guys at the Redskins Hub Facebook page, one of the fastest growing Redskins groups um, in the nation, in the country. Lewis, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. <laughs> Next up is my guy, Parker Hamlet from the Washington Brawl podcast if you guys are not listening to his show you guys are crazy go sub to his show right now parker welcome to the show bro what's up manny um as some of you may know i'm now with sideline sports network and the sidelines washington podcast made made the switch recently just a little bit of a rebrand but manny you've been a day one man i'm very stoked to be on the back of redskin show man I'm ready to get started um next person on the stage is chef dre you guys see him you guys know him. You guys love him. You see him on Twitter, always teasing us. We're always hungry watching this page. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome show today. Um, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you. And I'm always going to cook up something. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so um, first topic of the day. I know you guys have seen it going viral. The tight end. Simmons. Reyes from Chile. Um, the guy is measurable as crazy. He's like 6'6", 200 and, uh, they say 260 pounds. Uh, he has a 40-inch vertical. Um, he's a project. He's a project, so we have to temper our expectations. Well, Felix, what is your thoughts on the new tight end that we just signed? I believe um, it's an intriguing pick. I think um, – Last year, everybody was on the Thaddeus Moss train, and they saw what he had done in that LSU magical run. And uh, Washington made him a priority and brought him in, but something just happened there. And they're, they're just they're searching for something. And this guy presents an, what could be a tremendous upside with a, a very low risk, 
when you see the measurables, I mean, it's 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 insane. But um, he would continue that trend of those basketball players coming to football. So it's mm-hmm. not it's 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 worth a shot. Like I don't see it's not a big deal. You know, you you get ninety ro- players on the roster, bring them in, see if he can catch on to something. Because Absolutely. realistically, behind Logan Thomas, what do we have? Nothing. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I still think they address the position in the draft, but Reyes would present a nice, interesting option there. And freak athletes are freak athletes, regardless of what sport they play. So exactly. if he's so, that good exactly. of an athlete, it'll transfer over. Because mm-hmm. I mean, a D1 D1 basketball athletes don't walk down the street. So right, he has to have some of that ability somewhere. You know, for somebody who came to this country at 14 years old, pretty much fending for himself, you know what I'm saying, and then play basketball at Tulane four years, you know, he does his thing there, and then everybody's saying, hey, you should try football, you should try football. Then he started training, and then, you know, now he's doing it. Lewis, what you think? Uh, like you said, I, I think it's a uh, low risk for us, and mm-hmm. I, I, I want to mention one thing about him as well. The guy's a worker. You know, he 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 doesn't he doesn't walk in and expect anything to be handed to him. He's willing mm-hmm. to put in the work, and and those are guys. Those are the kind of guys we need. You know, Ron preaches about you know wanting guys, wanting football guys, right? Wanting guys who eat, sleep, and breathe football. And that, and it sounds like uh, he's that guy. So if he wants to put in that work, we're gonna bring him in. We're gonna we're gonna push him, and uh, we won't we're gonna wish him the best and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Parker. What you think? I mean, the guy certainly passes the eye test. Let's, let's, let's go and get that out of the way now. I mean, right. the intangibles the intangibles there. Female Washington football team Twitter was going amok as expected. The guy looks the party 6'6", 260. Vert's ridiculous. Dude looks like a creative character in a video game. Okay, let's just get that out of the front now. Um, one thing I did like is that he is a local guy, you know, from the area. Um, he, I heard he actually had some local visits with Atlanta, Kansas City. Turn everybody down to join us. Biggest thing coming out of this for me is, is that a lot of people are going to look at you and say, "Hey, man, don't get too excited about this." You know, there's not there's not a whole lot of upside here. You know, it, it's part of the pathway program. But for me, this coaching staff has earned the benefit of the doubt. People were saying all the same things about Logan Thomas last year. I mean, look, I, I was I was at the Detroit game where he was cracking people and had a pretty solid performance as a tight end. I watched him play quarterback Virginia Tech. I never thought Logan Thomas was capable of what he did last year, but this coaching staff. Helped me earn the benefit of the doubt. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see where this goes, man. I mean, the guy has all the athletic tools that you could possibly ask for. You know, looked really good at Florida's Pro Day. So this is a very, what is it, low-risk, high-reward move for the Watch football team. So I'm very excited to see where it goes, Manny. Awesome. I'm going to go to Dre. Then I'm going to reintroduce Karita Parks. Hey, Dre, what um, do you think about the new tight end? I mean, I hate to go forth, but, I mean, these guys had everything, you know I mean? Everything verbatim. I mean, the eye test, all the ladies and breast ends love them, you know. But the biggest thing that I like is chance, and that's what Coach Ron wants to bring into the table uh, with the hires, uh, with the two young ladies. I mean, the minorities is what we're trying to push, I guess. And uh, at the end of the day, the rebrand seems to go in the right direction. So I just pray this guy can uh, learn and learn fast and Logan Thomas, and then who else we got after that? I guess Absolutely. we got to get this guy to try. So you know. Absolutely, welcome in, Karita Parks, Double Take Sports. You guys go out and support this lady. She is killing it. She's killing the sports <clears throat> game. She covers Super Bowl. She covers. Uh, 
WNBA, NBA, you name it, she does it. She's killing it. Sports journey. I can continue and continue and continue to just talk about all the things that she's doing. The uh, the uh, triple women pot, or is it triple? Triple W. Triple W, w pot. That's a great podcast. Wizards basketball. Hop on that. Welcome to the show, Miss Parks. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you so much for sacrificing your time to, uh, for, you know, you coming on, on here with us. Means a lot to me. Um, we are talking about the new tight end, Simis Reyes. The guy is a physical specimen. Like, I mean, he's athletic. What do you think of this signing? I mean, I like it. I, I agree. I kind of hopped in later, but I agree with the fact that it is a risk. But I don't think it's a really high risk. I don't think right. that they lose much by um, taking a chance on him. Mm-hmm. As um, Dre said, right now, it's really only Logan Thomas. I mean, we have other tight ends behind him, but no one of note, in my opinion, unless someone emerges in the offseason. He seems like a guy who's going to work hard. I mean, he, he strikes me as someone who, um, you know, he played basketball. He has something to prove. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we're going to see him. I, th- I think it'll work out. I think Absolutely. it'll work out. Absolutely. I mean, I love the signing. Um, of course, I'm tempering my expectations. I'm not expecting him to come in and be Antonio Gates right away year one. What I'm expecting is, you know, he comes in maybe as a tight end three, maybe four if we keep four, maybe practice squad. Whatever the case might be, I need this guy on the team and I need this guy to be developed. And we saw that we have cut Thaddeus Moss. You know, there was some speculation. Some fans wanted him in the fourth to uh, fifth round. He went undrafted. Son of Randy Moss. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Thaddeus Moss? Do you guys think that he has potential in the league, or is it just the pedigree of his dad? And, I mean, he has great hands. He's kind of slow. But I'm kind of – I just want to see what you guys think. So, Felix, what do you think of Thaddeus Moss? Thaddeus Moss can play football, and I think he can play football in the NFL. I think um, – he got hamstrung by some injuries, like finishing up at LSU. And then I don't think he ever came to us healthy in Washington. And what hurt him was the COVID offseason. He didn't get that rookie mini camp, all those OTAs to get healthy and work with the team. It was pretty much you got to do whatever you do on your own. And then you show up at training camp, which doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen. So, but he can play. And if if we think about it, not every tight end in this league has been fast, has been effective. Okay, uh, you don't necessarily have to be fast. Mm-hmm. You just need one, two steps of separation and have strong hands. Right. So yes. um, we all can think of tight ends and been like that. So he can find a niche in this league because his size and his hand. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. It's not going to be with us, but I think he still will find a place somewhere. Absolutely. And remember, we had that guy, Donald Parham, another project. We let go, went to the charges, and he is tearing it up. And he has an uh, I, that was that was that was my guy. I saw him at training camp, and I was like, we need to keep him somewhere. Oh, for sure. For sure. So we got to guy. We got I mean, we have to cultivate at least one guy. So I think that Reyes is that guy. But uh Lewis, what do you think of Thaddeus Moss? Uh well, we knew we brought him in, you know, undrafted guy. Um you know, we, we've seen his tape from LSU, but uh, we was hoping for the best. But, you know, the, the injury situation, it just really never he, – he was just never really able to get out of it. But, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, hoping for the best. It didn't work out with us, but uh, I'm gonna keep my eye on him up here in Cincinnati. You know, he was with Joe Burrow down in uh, LSU, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, absolutely, Karina. Yeah, I don't think it's much different from what everyone said. The injuries, in my opinion, is what really hampered him. Mm-hmm. It, it was a point last year where Coach Rivera really pretty much said that he just didn't have an opportunity to get on the field with the foot, with the injury that he had. And I just think that ultimately that was the reason that they made the decision. Um, They went to the playoff, uh, they went to the playoffs last year. So they're trying to build upon that. So they had to make a tough decision. And unfortunately he was, um, they decided to cut him, but he just never had an opportunity to prove himself. Absolutely. I mean, he's a great blocker too. So I want to add that in Parker. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had him in my mock draft. I was one of those Thaddeus small stands. I'm shameless, okay? The, the, the name value, it, it clicked to me, okay? I, I wanted it. I wanted right. it. When we, when we signed him undrafted free agent, I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and just get this right now. We all freaked out because it's Randy Moss's time, okay? Look, before he transferred, he, he, you know, not a lot, not a lot there, okay? You, you, that LSU team, 2019, a lot of money to be made there. I think I agree with Felix. There's a lot of familiarity there with going with Burrow. I still think that Thaddeus has a place in this league. But when he was on the field with his coaching staff, not a lot of good things were being said. You know, they kept a lot of it in-house, but you kind of heard some rumblings. You kind of heard some things throughout Ashburn during his tenure there. So it just didn't work out for Thaddeus and for the Washington football team. Never found his way into that rotation, even with us being kind of shallow at the position. But I wish Thaddeus all the best. I wish Dwayne Haskins all the best. Just because you don't eat in Washington doesn't mean you're not going to eat in the National Football League. So right. wish Thaddeus yeah, the best moving forward. Absolutely. Dre? Uh, who doesn't want a moss on their squad from Santana to his pops, but nobody want to catch that bug and that's getting hurt. I mean, that's what it really comes down to, man. And uh, at the end of the day, Coach Ron is going to be honest, and Coach Ron is going to put the best guys out there. You know, I mean, whether it's three, four, or one, you know. Third, I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you like you have to ball in practice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you, you just got to gotta get on that opportunity and just just – Try to hit it running, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. So the biggest topic of the night, let's just go ahead and get into it. Should the Washington football team trade up for Trey Lance? Now, you guys remember the last time we traded up for a quarterback. It didn't work out. I mean, that first year was magical. I was screaming. I was excited. I was pumped. We all was. We all was. We were thinking that, man, we finally found our franchise quarterback. I mean, we had a franchise quarterback for one year. You know, and it didn't work out. So what is you guys' take on this? Should the football team trade up for Trey Lance? Mind you, the cost is going to be expensive to move up from 19 to number four. I mean, you're talking maybe three first-rounders. Mortgaging the future. Yeah, yeah. Big future, big future. If I, if, right I could, if I could jump in on this first. Okay. Um, let's, yeah, so so what, 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 what the consistency is thinking is the Atlanta pick at four. So – for us, it would be essentially moving from 19 to four. So we're talking a first this year, probably a second, a first next year, probably a third, and probably mm-hmm. another first in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just for starters. Yep. Now, uh, you know, the consensus says, you know, moving up for Trey Lance, you know, your 20, his 2019 season was really good. We didn't see We saw him, what, one game in 2020. So his take is limited. And, and now I think, you know, a lot of GMs and a lot of uh, head coaches, they may be a little weary about that one-year take, you know. But um, in my honest opinion, uh, do I see Washington giving up 
that <laughs> those amount of assets to move from 19 to four. I currently don't, but you never know. Um, my guess is we'll probably go best player on the board, but you know, just you know, we would be giving up a lot to say the least to move from 19 to four. But we're just we, we're going to continue to trust and run and see what happens. Okay, so that's a no for you. Does anybody say yes? I want to get to the yes first and then the no's last. So everybody's like a no. Okay, so let's go to Karina. <laughs> Let me hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I don't think you trade up from 19 to 4. If you're trying to get a Justin Fields, then perhaps. But for me, I would say that, you know, Trey Lance, we don't have much. It would be a risk. It would mm -hmm. be a huge risk, and I just don't think you – risk it all in Washington <laughs> to move up for Trey Lance, all the quarterbacks that are in this draft. Now, Thank if you fall further down and they have to move up just slightly, that's a whole right. different story. But right. not from 15 to 4. I just don't see it. Agreed. Agreed. Now, if the San Francisco 49ers go ahead and select Mac Jones, it changes everything. That means Trey Lance is going to drop maybe nine somewhere around there outside the top five. So we'll see what happens there. But for right now, it's a no for me. Let me hear from Felix. Um, it's a no because if you're going to trade all of that, you're ready to win now. Thank you. And regardless of the season that we had last year, we're not ready to win now. Right. And that's – you're trading a lot of capital away to win now for a kid mm -hmm. who should not start his first year. Exactly. And – that's going to be the problem. If you trade all of that, that means this kid has to be ready to play today. And honestly, Lawrence is the only kid in this draft who, who is ready to start today because we've seen three years of him playing at the highest level of, of college football. So, I mean, <laughs> Wilson, you could say Wilson, he has some talent, but he was at BYU. You could, you, you could say Mac Jones. The one year at Alabama, but he's surrounded by five stars galore. You right. could say you um, like even with with Lance. You saw one year in North Dakota State in one game. The problem we just had is we drafted a quarterback with limited starting experience in, in Dwayne Haskins, who didn't have the uh, all that starting experience that we needed him to have, and he was thrown to the wolves twice. So. Washington's not going to do that. That's not Coach Rivera's style. Now, say someone gets to 10, maybe, but even still, that's still giving up a lot of pieces for somebody who's not ready to play, who's going to be sitting on the sideline, not in uniform, because he won't be he won't be the starter, he won't be the backup. Right. So it, it makes no sense. I still believe that they're going to get either receiver – or linebacker with that first pick. Whatever is that best available one in that slot is what you're going to get because you're going to continue to build the roster up. Absolutely. Okay? So, in my opinion, you don't make a move like that. If if, right. if it was for Trevor Lawrence, mm -hmm. in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 In a heartbeat. Right. Being a Jacksonville native, I'm oh. all for it. Uh -oh. <laughs> I did that, so. <laughs> I can't speak on that, but you know, but there are also there are also other quarterbacks in the second and third day that you can get and groom mm -hmm. because I'm gonna drop this stat on you guys. Okay. There's been two number one draft pick quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls in the history of the Super Bowl. Okay, that won it with their team. Peyton Manning, Troy Aikman. Wow, that's it. It's more than I thought. 
That's it. And so you you know, the Colts were bad and they let Peyton be bad at first. Right. right. And he finally and he got good. Mm-hmm. And then you had um you had Troy Aikman. They were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And then they got good and they right. won. Right. That's it. Everyone else is mid to late first rounds, like your Rodgers and stuff like that. Or right. you go to even your Brady's. You got Montana was a third rounder. Mm-hmm. Like people always assume that that first two picks is where it is. And, <laughs> right. and the history is proven against it. That's true. That's true. Let me hear from Dre. Then I'm going to hear from Parker. Then we're going to, I'm going to, I got a second question on this topic. Uh, Dre? I say no on that one only because we got to build up this defense. We got to build up this line. I mean, if you look at the QBs, you know, that one, I mean, they came in with assets, wide receiver, mm-hmm. a running game. I mean, that's, that's the QB's best friend. So at the end of the day, we sell all this future and then get a guy that's going to sit behind Fitzpatrick. I mean, Fitzpatrick's going to be okay. Kyle Allen, Heineke, I mean, I guess that, I guess the hype is real on that. But at the end of the day, I just think we got to build up this defense and build it like be more right. and then take a vet, let him ride us all the way up with our wideouts and Antonio and, you know, we just do it like that. But at the end of the day, I think it's – our organization is used to splash, 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 splash. Mm-hmm. And what Redskins Twitter has to understand is that we're dealing with a guy that's dealing with common sense at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. he's going to do what's best for him. So, like, I trust him. If he wants to do it, cool. I mean, I'll be wary of the Lance. But, I mean, but if it was for Trev, I mean, I'm definitely going to pull it. But at the end of the day, let's build up this defense. Let's get these takeovers and let's uh, cause havoc at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Parker? You know, the Wash football team said that they will not mortgage the future. And, you know, I, I promise you guys I'm over over it. I don't have PTSD. I can understand why people are, are, are scared to trade it for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. To me, Lance is nowhere near the level Robert Griffin III was warranting a top five selection. Because Trey Lance, at the end of the day, is a project. And people don't want to say that. I mean, he's right. got all the, all, the, all the intangibles. He looks the part but he averaged 18 passing attempts at North Dakota State. Not a lot of tape there. You know, a lot of it was under center. You know, he, he did play a lot of pro-style offense. But overall, you, you're basically, like I said, mortgaging the future for somebody who is a gamble. And to me, it would be sabotaging everything that Ron Rivera earned in this first year with this co- with this fan base and everybody, you know, establishing this foundation of we're going to build things the right way. Then why reach? Why why give up, like, like, like he said, three first-round draft picks? Right for Trey Lance, it's just not worth it. I don't know who said Justin Fields, but to me, Justin Fields is the only guy who's been under the bright lights who would even warrant a selection like this. And to me, the sweet spot is the Lions at seven. I think Washington is gonna, if he falls down to seven, that's where I see the Wash football team trying to make a deal. I think I do agree with Rivera when he says that they are gonna react to what happens in front of them. I don't think trading for Lance is off the table, but. Like, like, uh, what was it? Shannon Sharp said on his show, if I'm Rivera, if, if they want me to make that move, I better simultaneously be signing a contract extension at the same exact time because you're, 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 you're playing with my money, you're messing with my future. So, I, I just don't think Lance is the answer. I think it's jumping the gun. That's a perfect segue. So, my next question is more of a statement than a question, but do you guys agree with this statement? If Ron Rivera trades up for Lance or at any level, not maybe not four, maybe not seven, maybe top nine, maybe top ten. But if Ron Rivera trades for Lance, his success is tied to that guy. I mean, he's in year two, what five year deal, right? So, I mean, we're expecting 
for some winning to start taking place, like some serious contention with this defense that we have in year two, year three, year four, you go ahead and get your rookie quarterback. If they're not like, like, uh, like, uh, just like, just like somebody said, if, if, if that quarterback is not ready to go week one or ready to go right now, and you're bringing this young quarterback that you got to go ahead and train and groom and cultivate and all that stuff, that's years, <laughs> you know, into development. Now it's kind of like, yo, Ron, you said this was your guy, you know? So do you guys agree with that statement that whoever that he trades for, especially in the first round, that his success and his uh, career is tied to that guy? Like, if it doesn't work, do you guys see a scenario where, hey, Ron is heading out? Of DC, I saw with career. I see that in the quarter, like if it's a quarterback, because mm -hmm. that's the leader of the team. Um, if he trades up for any other position, depending on what it is, mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel like if it doesn't work out with anyone else that that's his career necessarily. Okay. But and I don't even know if I could say that with a quarterback the way Washington sometimes is. So, <laughs> but I think that with a quarterback is a mm -hmm. much bigger risk right. because that's the person that's leading the team. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like the Jets, right? Like they just can never get it right. And they continue to bring in coaches, sometimes the wrong coaches. And the coach is coming in to create a culture and change what has been going on. So that's Ron Rivera has done great. Granted, we were in the worst division of football last year, and somehow, some way, we won that division, and we're picking in 19 instead of picking in the top 12. So, uh, Felix, what is your take on that statement? Um, for Coach Rivera, absolutely no. And the reason I say that is no person went, did more for a franchise than R Rivera did last season. He took the brunt of the name change, the Snyder issues, allegations, his health, mm -hmm. the Haskins scenario, mm -hmm. all of that. And he still put a competent team together on the field. He's earned a lot of leeway. So I, it, even if we say we go try to get Lance, which I don't think we will, say we did, and Lance – three years from now, proves not to be it. It happens. Mm -hmm. But you still have this up, this team around him. I don't think he. you're like, okay, you're out the door because you can't win because of one kid. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's how it's going to be tied for him. I think if he gets a sustained team going, if we, if we have a solid defense every year and we're eight and eight, oh, I'm sorry, Nine and eight or yeah. <laughs> ten wins. I the 17 that's mm -hmm. that odd number is just weird to me. If we get to that, he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And and he will piecemeal it together till he finds the right scenario and he'll get that leeway from Snyder because he took a lot in year one and succeeded. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, that is pretty amazing to see. So I don't think he's he would be tied to that player that magical player that if you don't develop him in three years, you're out the door. I don't see that. I don't see that happening with him. Okay. I agree to it. A certain point. The reason why I made this statement is the defense is um, it's time to start paying these guys. And the defense is in their prime. They're still growing. They're still learning. They're still going to get better and better and better. But the window that that defense has to be together is going to be hard to pay four guys on that front line. San Francisco tried, they failed, they traded one away and drafted another one. So 
as long as the defense, like you said, if the defense continue to stay together and continue to get better, even if some guys leave and then you replace, then, hey, we're going to be very competitive. I think that's how this team is built defensively. Lewis, what is your thoughts on that statement? Uh, to be honest with you, I think everything, like like uh, Felix said, everything that wrong with you last year, I mean, the man was literally fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's be clear. You know, he could have walked away from the game and just focused on his health. But mm-hmm. everything that was going on, health included, he stayed in there. He fought. So mm-hmm. if, 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 if if we sit at 19 in draft or we move up for for, uh, for I, I think it really doesn't matter. I think Rivera has earned his stripes. I think he's a lock. And I don't think he I don't think his 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 long term success is tied with 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 moving up or, 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 or sticking with, you know, sticking with, you know, we got this, we got Heineke. I don't think his I don't think his long term success is tied yet because of the strife that he earned last year. I mean, I salute that guy 100 percent on just and, fighting. And to be honest, in my opinion, I think Ron is running the show. I said this on the last episode. I, yes, he has GMs out there. Yes, he has a front office. But hey. Ron is handpicking the guys that he wants to work with. You know, he handles certain portion of the team. The front office handles their portion of the team. He has input on the draft. So he has a lot of power. But I just kind of wanted to kind of get where everybody's mindset is around Ron Rivera and the success of the team and moving forward. Um, Dre, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, my thoughts is on this one, though. It would be a bust if he jumped up and got Trev or Zach and then they totally got hurt and he blown it uh, ACL, Achilles, and then they had to be on the shelf for a long time. But I do think that we're dealing with a perseverance and patience type of organization now, which Ron has a military background and and he's a leader of men. So at the end of the day, I trust him. Um, I don't think that we're going to sell the farm for anybody like that. But if he, but if we do, we just have to really trust him and see what we do. But I mean, I don't think he's tied to anybody unless he jumps up for Zach or Trev. And they totally be like a Ryan Leaf type deal and just be really a bum, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, but that's my take on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think Ron is the best coach we've had in a while. I've been a fan since '99, and so I've seen a lot of coaches. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks. You know, I've seen it. I've I've not seen it all, but I've seen a lot. Uh, Parker, what is your thoughts on this? I, I like the point you made about all these guys need to get paid soon, and and that's not just on the defensive side of the ball. We're talking about Brandon Scherf. Especially when this new NFL deal comes in next year, he's going to be warranting even more money. You got Terry McLaurin, who's going to probably break the checkbook as well. So you got a lot of guys that are going to be commanding a paycheck. So I can understand why people are like, all right, let's go get that rookie. Let's go get that guy that can come in, be a cheap option, be that catalyst for this offense, and take us to that next level. I think for 2021, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the job done. And, and, and for what it was reported that the watch football team was willing to give up for Matthew Stafford, which was a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and a defensive starter, what makes people think that they're going to give up more than that for Trey Lance? It's just an, it's an, it's an anti-Ron Rivera move. It's just an anti-Ron Rivera move. Everybody saw how he reacted to not having a second-round pick last year. He was not crazy about it. He is getting to the point now where things are finally going the way he wants them to go. It's finally the formula that he wants. He's finally getting to build the football team the way he wants to build the football team. No pun intended. So why would why would he thwart that and make a reach for a guy that at the end of the day the league's not even sure about? I mean, we talk about how COVID league hurts people; it helps people like Trey Lance. And I I, I don't make that gamble, and I don't think Ron Rivera makes that gamble either. I think you're taking years off of your tenure with the Washington Football Team when he has it very comfortable right now, deservingly so. Awesome, hey, awesome point. You said it very very well. Now, next topic. 
something unexpected happens every draft, right? What do you think happens unexpectedly for the football team? It can be a prediction. It can be a guess. It can be something that you feel like is going to – I think somebody is going to drop to 19. It can be a wide receiver. It can be a top three wide receiver. It can be a top one linebacker. I'm not going to mention any names. I mean, oh, there's know. so many possibilities. You know, I want a linebacker at 19. That's what I want. I will not be mad if we took a wide receiver. Felix, what do you think will happen that's no that nobody is expecting to happen uh, for the football team? Um, personally, I think the quarterback run is going to happen. It just, it just teams start to panic and they're like, we got to get somebody. So I think Washington's going to be sitting there with Devontae Smith Bingo. or um, or the linebacker out of Notre Dame, and they're going to have to make a choice. And the desire will be to get Devontae Smith. The the desire, the fan base will be like, get Smith, line him up next to McLaurin and Samuels, and we're ready. And I would be like, please get the linebacker. And if that that's going to be the choice, that's going to be the choice to make. And you think about it, the last what four years, we've always drafted defense first round. It's been a defender each first round. At, I mean, you had the Haskins pick in, but all, all of those are first-round defenders. Do you, do you go five years on the defensive side? That becomes that becomes the trick. And, I, you know, Smith would be a good compliment to McLaurin and Samuel. So now all of a sudden you got speed everywhere. But then you have that linebacker, that that young stud linebacker that, that defense really needs to go to that next level. So that is going to be the choice. And I don't know what they're going to pick. Okay, let me ask you who are your top three linebackers? I kind of want to see where your mind is at. Um, it's and I'm, I'm gonna give it in no correct order. Um, Colin, not Collins, um, the kid from Tulsa, Xavier Collins, mm-hmm. Collins, um, the kid from Notre Dame, and okay, okay. I really <laughs> like Cox from LSU. Okay. I think that he, I, I'm not on that train. I don't. It's just something about him. I, just don't, I don't feel right. I think it's more for how our defense is set up. I think he's a good player. That's fair. But those three, Cox, um, Collins, and um, the kid from Notre Dame, just mm-hmm. fit this defense perfectly. All okay. and no matter one of the three you get, I think all three of them would fit. Beautifully in the defense. That's why I'm leaning towards those three. That's just my awesome. If, if those are your three, Cox will be there in the second round. All that's, right. That's that's why that's why I I've said they may go receiver because Cox will be sitting there second round. Absolutely, absolutely. Karita, what is your thoughts on this topic? No, this is a tough one for me because anything I feel like can happen at at 19. I think Washington's mm-hmm. in a really really good. Position, I think we are going to see some guys fall. Um, and I think that they're in a place where they could pretty much pick whoever they want. I personally would like to see – I know linebacker is big. I would like to see more offensive weapons because that was, to me, a dry spot last year for right. Washington. So, I mean, I also like Patrick Sertain. He's a cornerback, but he's also a really good weapon. Um, and he could be sitting there at 19 because – 
he's an elite cornerback, but there's not a lot of people really talking about him. So. Hey, we here. We here. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, something is going to happen in 19. You got to take the best. I believe the draft should be for grabbing the best talent available within what you need. But you can't really just focus on, oh, I need a linebacker or or I need this and miss out on a talent like Sertan. I think he's the best corner in the draft. And if he's sitting there in 19, why not? I think you grab him. Why but not? But to like Felix's point, I think there's going to be a talented player still left on the board in 19, even mm-hmm. like with the Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. So I think hey, Washington might snag somebody. Look, man, I, I don't even know what I want. Like one show, <laughs> I want the uh, I want the OT uh, Darisaw. Another show, I want Bateman. Another show, I want this guy, that guy. Look, as long as we get talent in 19, I'm okay. I am perfectly fine with that. Dre, what's your thoughts on this? I think what they're going to do is probably stay at 19, and they'll probably do the linebacker, and then they'll pull a Monte and either get a wide receiver or a safety, mm. like a sub-safety, because Del Rio, we need one of those guys. Uh, I forget the guy that played in Denver, um, long hair. Uh, Simmons. Uh, black dude. Simmons. So, um, it was back in the day, um, but oh, he was a sub. I was about to say Outwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. I'm showing my but, age um, when I say that. So yeah. I mean, uh, because I'm not sold on Landon Collins going down and playing the linebacker. Because if that's the case, he's if he's either. comfortable at that, then maybe we go wide receiver. But if we can go linebacker at 19 and then pull a sweat and come back in and get a wide out, and a uh, good safety, I think that'll be the ideal choice. I mean, because we're not really too good on the second round picks anyway, so right. we, so we might as well just chalk that That's one up, list. you know? Yeah, you know. It's a bad. No, list. I like that. I like that because the second round we've been missing and missing and missing. Even years when there were some pretty talented running backs. You know, in the second round, we still didn't get the running back that I wanted or whatever. So it was like we've always kind of missed on that pick. Or when we do draft somebody, they're like a depth piece, and then it doesn't work out. We don't re-sign them. So the second round has not been good to us for the past, I don't know how many years. We we I mean, third round is when we find stars. Okay. Fourth round, fifth two, round, sixth round. Third, fourth, fifth, seventh round, undrafted. So, you know, second round has been bad. Hopefully this is the year that that changes. Uh, Lewis, what you think? Uh, to be honest with you, um, the wide receiver run I think is going to happen between probably eight, be- between eight and 16, 17. So uh, I think we, I, I don't believe we'll move up. I believe we sit tight at 19. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, tackles like uh, Jalen Mayfield's there, edge guys like uh, Greg Rousseau's there. But um, I, I, I just don't see us moving up. I see us taking the best play on the board. I can see us going edge. I can see us going tackle. But uh, I just think the wide receiver run, once that takes off, I think those guys are gone. Absolutely. And, uh, best play available for us, really. Yeah. Parker? You know, what's the knock on Smith, man? I know the guy's built like Bambi, but the dude's a generational route runner, man. Bambi. <laughs> I know we got Samuel. I know we got Humphreys. I I know we got all these guys. But what's wrong with adding a a Lamborghini to the mix? You know, there are plenty of guys that I like, you know, in the linebacker group. I like Parsons. I love JOK. You know, 
big Notre Dame fan here. Nothing will make me happy when I close my eyes. I dream about him being a burgundy and gold. But the guy's a pseudo safety, okay? You can play him all across the field. I'm getting kind of some weird Isaiah Simmons vibes from that guy. Not going to lie. I'm very excited about his ability with his defense. I think he's very good rushing up the middle. I think he's good off the edge. Phenomenal in coverage. Dude's a menace. Best comp, honestly, I see a lot of Devin White in him. That's best case scenario. Yeah. And if he comes yeah. in and has that impact for the Washington football team, by all means, that's the best pick you could possibly make at 19. But the thought, the thought of Devontae Smith and Terry McLaurin, that's just not something you can pass up on, man. you got to go best player on the board. I think the Washington football team stays 19. I don't think they trade back. I think the probability of them trading up in the first round makes more sense. I think a lot of people are forgetting. Like you said, our resume of second round picks is atrocious. But but we have two third rounders this year. That could play a factor. That there could be some wheel and there could be some deal in there. So I don't expect the Washington football team to just kind of let the cards fall where they may. I think at one point they're going to be aggressive if their guy's there. But if a guy like Devontae Smith falls in 19, you can't pass up on that. I'm sorry. Exactly. Exactly. And mind you, Felix, he was hating on Twitter. I'm going to call Felix out right now because I remember he, put up post, he said Devontae <laughs> Smith was not going to win the Heisman Trophy, and he won the Heisman Trophy, and I hit him with the SpongeBob meme with the boom. <laughs> yeah, remember that? He did. I thought, I thought that the, the Bama votes would cancel each other out like we've seen before when, like, mm-hmm. Um, what was it? It was Fields and Young. They kind of ch- canceled yeah. each other out. And when you get those two players, yeah, yeah. the last time was the USC with Leonard mm-hmm. and um and Reggie when Vince mm-hmm. should have won it. Um, yeah, that's, that's a Texas fan, that but <laughs> but you know usually they'll cancel each other out. But I, it was the Chase is the better receiver to me though. I if if I would if I could get one of the receivers, it would be Jamar Chase. I feel Jamar Chase. If you if, if you could give me one, I'm taking Jamar Chase. And most definitely. And I'm not. That's not a knock on Devontae Smith. He, he's. Are you picking him off of just his build though? Because like he's little. Like Devontae Smith can run some routes, but he's he's like little. Sean Jackson. Little bit of thunder, little <laughs> dude. Like his And I think I think a little bit of that national championship game where he was. Hurt and limping around out there, and you're like, you know, you know, like he's pounding, but you know, and Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase is a stud. He's an absolute he's a monster. stud. Yeah. He's a and so he's, he's, he's going to be the first two, receiver right? off the board. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be the first hey. receiver off the board. He's a, he's a monster. yeah, most definitely. He's going like five, pick five or pick six to Miami. Yeah, yeah. I, I think him and Pitts, yeah. him and Pitts are fighting for that first. That first outside pick four, pick five, yeah. coming off coming off the board, it's going to be those yeah. two. Cincinnati. Atlanta, hey, look, Atlanta might stay with Pitts, man, and have Julio and Calvin Ridley, and why I mean, not? Because you got why I mean, not? Ryan got at least yeah. two to three more years, you know. Like, I mean, at least one. I mean, you and give him three receivers like that. I mean, if you if you that's ugh. tough, and you know, and they're on the schedule, so. Yeah. The Bengals are going to let Burrow die on the cross for their sins. They're not going to take Panay. They're taking Jamar Chase probably. So you're right. It's it's neck and neck, man. It really is. Wow. Yeah. It is. And, and, I mean, I think between uh, Cincinnati, Philly, and Detroit, I just don't see Devon, uh, uh, Bushy, Devontae Bushy. Smith Bushy. probably making it past seven. To be honest with you, I think I think he goes top ten, and uh, I think he's long gone before uh, we get to see him at night. Jalen Waddle. Cool. How does he play into all this? Because I mean, people, remember, remember coming into the season, Waddle was considered the better receiver. I mean, I, yeah, Waddle that's, was that's the not best. an unpopular opinion. 
Because people, because people last year were like, if Waddle was available now, we would draft Waddle now. And right. you know, Waddle he was just a lot more than I saw. The sophomore. So, mm-hmm. all right, switching gears. Let's go ahead and get into the food and culture portion of the show. I grew up in the DMV. Started off in DC when I first came to America, and then I moved to Maryland. And I was a young kid out there, so I never really got to go to FedEx Field and experience my first Redskins game. It was not until a few years ago. I want to say that Chef Dre was at that game because I saw you. You posted up a, um, a video of a tailgate of uh, Atlanta. Falcons game. Yeah, Falcons game, yeah. Was that the game that Alex Smith uh, was uh, playing in? Correct. Okay. Correct. And that was the game that Julio caught that deep ball. And they, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. So, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I took a flight coming out for my first game. I mean, we were a good team that year at least at that point. And I'm like, man, it's going to be a good game. I'm going to D.C. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. We're going to win, you know. So I had uh, dream seats. I was at the front, like the very front row. I was talking to Tress Wade, just having a good time. Um, had all the hot dogs and drinks for free. I mean, just that dream seat area is, is pretty cool. So experience it if you've never experienced it. It was amazing. Then I'm watching the game, we lose, but the tailgate was off the chain. It was, and I'm it like, was. you know, like they talk about the fans don't show up to the games, the stadium is empty, this and that. Man, it was jumping, it was lit. Man, I had a great time, and I just wish that I lived, you know, in Maryland or or you know, DC at this age because I'll hit the game just about every other Sunday. I live in Nashville. I always get invited to the Titans games. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to the Titans games and, you know, being in traffic for, for three hours and tightening up, man. Tighten up. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not tightening up. No, 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 go no. cheer for the Oilers, man. The Oilers <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Show so, my age again. I'm sorry. But currently right now, who lives in the, in the DMV area? I'm in Virginia. Virginia. Same. Okay, Mr. Maryland. Let's start with you. What is the culture like when you go to a game or when you're like in the city? Like the Wizards are, are in town, but it seems like it's not the same love. Like the look, the football team has been terrible for years, but we love this team. Like we love this team with a passion. And then you have the Wizards and some of these some of these other teams. What is the culture like in the city? Like why this? Why this love for the uh, football team? Well, I think the football team has a lot of history. And, Mm -hmm. you know, true fans will stick with their team through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. But I think it really goes back to the history of the team and just the experience with the tailgating out Mm -hmm. there. Um, So that's, that's what I think. I just think it really goes back to the history. Absolutely. And, I mean, we had the band. We had the band. I was singing "Hell to the Redskins." I was look. I was having a good time at the game. I'm like, man, this is this is an experience, and I'm glad that I got to experience it. As the Redskins now, the, the like the name is gone, new culture, new everything. Uh, Parker, what is your take on this? Have you been to a game? Have you experienced the culture? Have you been to DC? Like, what's your what's your take on this? So I've been to DC a handful of times. As of where I'm at right now, it's about a three and a half hour hike for me. I go to a couple games a year. 
Um, I do know wherever I go to eat, it's wherever Dre is. Um, I, I, I love <laughs> social media. I'll go wherever he tells me to go. It's a shameless sure, plug. Sure. Pull just, up, pull up. Just, just had to put it out there. But it's just, you know, being a fan of the Watch Football team, it's such a toxic relationship. It builds character, you know. You, you're so used to, to, to losing and, and, and the, the bare minimum being, you know, what, what, what we clamor for that, you know, it kind of unifies everybody, brings everybody together. And you know, it's it's awesome meeting other people who are going through the same struggles. So you know, if, if there's anything that's even remotely unifying us, we it, it brings us all together. You know, it was kind of cool seeing the Burgundy Globe Awards come out and, and, and them kind of recognize some of those fans as well. Even though it kind of turned some head, kind of ruffled some feathers in the wrong ways. I I, I think the game day experience for the Watch Football team is great. I love talking to all the fans when I go there. Meet a lot of people. I've had a couple people say they listen to my show. So that's some great stuff. Ooh, what's that? Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was the one I posted for today. Uh, I went to the Chargers game on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna miss this one. <laughs> <laughs> man, good times, man. Good times. Let me hear from Felix, man. I think I'm the eldest on the show. This that makes me feel some kind of way. Um, it's. <laughs> Well, you the keep connection go- I know. I keep showing it. it the <laughs> oldest, it comes from, I grew up in Alexandria, so I grew up on the other, other side of the river. But I went to RFK games. Mm-hmm. I, was, I went to games when I was f- five and six. I can remember two things. Doug Williams was a quarterback in the band. Mm-hmm. And RFK was such an experience. So, it, I mean, you had to get there five hours before the game, and mm-hmm. everyone was out there, and the city shut down. The city would literally shut down. Mm-hmm. Churches would end early because the team was going to play. <laughs> and at that time, the team was good. So, <laughs> right, I mean, you know, I can remember the, I can remember the Doug Williams Super Bowl. But it, it, you, it was, that was the culture. It was ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. So you were so used to winning, and even when you fell on hard times in the 90s, that's where you wanted to be. And that that trans it transferred over to FedEx for a while. Actually, I still am. I'm still in in the we're not the Redskins band anymore. I'm in the Washington football team band as we're known at the moment. And so I've been to almost every home game since 2007. And wow. We have big money the over there. Big money. We ha- oh no, nah, no. Nah. I was I was in the band, so I I was getting in for free. But okay. I was able <laughs> just to be around the culture, around the fans, and they're great fans. I mean, there were people who would just come to go to tailgate. They weren't going in the game. It was just they need to go to the tailgate. These people were sending it out. They got everything laid up. Come through, watch the game. It was it was it was family. And people did that for generation and generation. So I think that is the connection that people outside of this area don't get. And, you know, the other big quote unquote fan bases, you know, you have the Cowboys or whatever. You have your Patriots who just jumped up because they've been good the last 20 years. You couldn't find them before that. Uh, You know, you have those big sort of quote unquote franchises, but Washington's always been loyal because I think Parker said it best. It was you you met common people, but you would meet people who were totally different from you, but right. they cared about this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hate their guts, but then all of a sudden together on Sunday, you're singing hell to the Redskins because <laughs> that's what unified us. And right. so it, 
it it's a great experience when it's allowed to happen. In mm -hmm. some of the last couple of things, years at FedEx, they've done some things to curtail it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we used to get out there eight in the morning and not leave till ten at night. Yeah. For a one o'clock game. And we just had fun. You yeah. grilled, you talked, you danced, you party. Mm -hmm. It was a whole day experience, mm -hmm. whether it was a win, a loss, or a tie. Mm -hmm. And I've seen all three. <laughs> yes, I saw a nine-six um game against the Rams, all field goals. Oh, Probably mm -hmm. one of the most boring wow. games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we won nine to six. I feel wow. you. Let's go ahead and get, get, into some food. Let's get that up. Let's get into some food. We got our specialist here, Chef Dre. The last time I was in Maryland slash DC, I was pissed off because I didn't get to have some mumbo sauce. It's been 20 years since I've had mumbo sauce, fried chicken, fries, mumbo sauce. I remember every 4th of July, we'll go downtown, get some Chinese food, just drizzle. Mumbo sauce. So talk to me about the food, about the food. So if, if somebody's coming out to D.C., where should they go? Or Maryland, where should they go? Talk to me about the food. It's been so long since I've um, had some good food. When I was young, my dad was in the Air Force. We lived in uh, Bowling Air Force Base, which is like right, like right outside of D.C. or in Washington, D.C. I went to uh, Martin Luther King Elementary School um, for like two or three years. Um, and we used to go to this place and uh, in, off a of Suitland Parkway called Levi's. I don't know if it's still there, but it's like a soul food place. And dude, they had everything, man. They had the greens, they had the yams, they had the fried chicken, they had the meatloaf. It's just DC is like is like a small melting pot, like mm -hmm. New York. That's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. They have a small melting pot because every ethnicity comes there, and every corner you can get Ethiopian food. You get Chinese food, you can Nigerian. Thai food, Nigerian food. I mean, there's just so much. But one thing about bringing each other together is food. You know, mm -hmm. whether you're black, white, pink, purple, or brown, at the end of the day, food's going to have you at that table smiling and be full at the end of the day. So, I mean, I, the momo sauce and fried ring, uh, fried wings are the best thing. You know, like oh, I love boy. the fried rice too. You know. Oh, you putting up those uh, bad French toasts I put on it. Lord have mercy. See, this guy, this is all he does, man. And he makes us hungry. Every single time, just down my timeline, some good food. So I said, look, this guy has to come on the show. We have to promote this guy. This guy right here, he's a right. Washington fan, a chef, a really good chef. I mean, he puts up some of the best-looking food that I've ever seen in my life. Karita, talk to me about the food. In the DMV area, what did you, you like? Know, to well, for me, I'm not from DC. I'm originally okay. from Florida. So, right. although I've been living here, for me, I probably go to the places that are like the chain restaurants and right. such. So, I don't know if I have any necessarily rec recommendations. I will say the food in DC is good, and the fact that there are especially coming from Florida, I think what we don't have is the just the different cultures. And there's so mm -hmm. many different cultures up here. And so there's right. so many different types of food that you can get into. So that's what I would say. Um, you okay. definitely have a variety as far as cultures are concerned. Uh, and coming from where I'm from, specifically Jacksonville, you just, you only have specific types of food. Um, but we got good food, but it's just not as many cultures that you can tap into. I respect it. How about you, Lewis? 
Well, I don't uh I don't live in DC, but I'm out of the uh Virginia area. So okay. uh going back to the tailgate experience, um for me it's always been, you know, I don't care who you are, where you're from, or what your circumstance is. It's always been welcome arms. And uh, going back to my uh, a time that I remember was in 2018. Unfortunately, this was the same uh, game that uh, Alex Smith, uh, we played the Texans, Alex Smith got I hurt. was there. I but was there. Uh, what I can tell you is that was probably my best tailgate experience. I mean, it was a guy out there. He literally had like a golden corral buffet spread, and I'm looking like I'm looking at I'm like, look, dude, I got cash, I can pay you. Can I can I get into this line? He was like, look, keep your money. Your money's not good here. Get, you know, get to a plate, eat, and we talked and we had beers, and it was it was it, it, it was almost to the point where we could have just did that and watched the right. game from the, from outside and not even went in. But um, <laughs> it was it was it was all love. And uh, I, I I just totally loved it. And uh, if y'all ever down in the Virginia area, I'm in the uh, Hampton Roads area. Look me up, and uh, I can take you to some really good spots out here too. That's what's up, Parker. After Parker, I'll go ahead and close out the show. But all the delicious meals that you're seeing is Chef Dre. I Chef was just Dre. Say, this Chef Dre. I'm about to say. I can't. Yeah, 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 Dre, you, yeah, hey Dre, you making me want to go smoke something, man. It's like, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> midnight. You may, hey, you may lose. Put you may it on lose the grill. Some... Put it on the smoker, man, and rest, and come back out in three or four hours and put some more coals on there and get it going. You know, yeah, yeah man, Chef Dre, man, just look at this stuff. I definitely want water. to though when the when the season you know opens up and God willing, all the COVID stuff. I mean, like my my ideal thing is is to do like maybe three or four. Uh, events, you know, have guys pull up and help me out, you know, and free of charge, and I make all the food, and we just, you know, we just talk, and we just, you know, have a good time, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about bringing each other together, and if we can do that, I mean, especially when we're winning, I mean, we're going to be smiling into the, right. the cows <laughs> come on, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I'm taking a flight for that one. That's for sure. That's for sure. But, man, this has been an awesome show. I just want to appreciate everybody for coming on. Appreciate the sacrifice. I know it's late. Uh, but just one more time, I want to go around the frames one last time. And you guys can tell me where the fans can find you guys. Uh, that way we all stay connected and support each other as we grow. Uh, Felix, kick it off. Um, do you find me? Um Instagram, Twitter, HTTR and Bless. That's still my name until we until we find a new name. Um, so uh, follow me there. Um, I talk I talk about politics a lot, but I talk about sports as well. Um, I, all the DMV sports, including you see, I have an Orioles um, zip up on because that's my that's my baseball team. But um, all of that, you can follow me anytime. Catch my work on 1340 AM Fox Sports. I write about the team a lot. Just, just you know, a little, a little different from the mainstream media. My perspective, my ideas, you know, what, I, what I'm reading from the team. So come out, support. I support all the fans. Appreciate it. Thanks for having Thank me on. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, Louis? Uh, Louis Barcin, you can find me on uh, Instagram. I'm also... Uh, here 90 percent of the time uh nfl news bulletin we uh facebook page facebook group uh we cover all 32 teams so uh if you got some time look us up appreciate it awesome miss carita parks yes you can find me at carita c parks on twitter instagram 
Uh, all my work is on my personal page. I cover the team for the three-point conversion. also cover the Wizards and the Mystics. So all of that is there from writing to video, everything. And then also you can follow my sports company, Double Take Sports, at DBL Take Sports. Also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Awesome, awesome. Parker? I was recently... Uh came forward as the head of NFL operations for the sidelines sports network. And we just started our new show, the sidelines Washington podcast featuring some people you may know as in Rio Robinson, Adam and Eva got a nice little trio over there. Getting our first episode out this week, get, get very excited to start on that. You can follow them at sidelines underscore WFT on Twitter, all social media. You can follow me on all social medias at Parker Hamlin. Pleasure to be on Manny. Awesome. Thank you so much. Last but not least, the beast from the middle East chef Boogie uh-huh. Ray. Take us home. Right. Hey, thank you again. It was a pleasure and honor, guys. You know, I really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, appointed underscore time, like the spice, T-H-Y-M-E underscore catering. And then on, Inst- I mean, on Twitter, you can find me at chef two underscores. Dre and Boog is B-O-O-O-G. Um, and also do me a big favor, guys. Vote me for that fan. Ambassador for the culinary. Me I'm gonna whoop something up fire. You know, we gotta make good food. You know, because if we win, <laughs> win, get good food. It's all smiles. You know. So guys, once again, you're listening to the Back Row Redskins Show. I am your host, Manny. Be sure to like the YouTube page, Talking Sports with Manny. Everything Washington football is funneled there, along with some other content. Um, also, follow the uh, the page, Back Row Redskins. Follow me on Twitter and Manny Chakuba. Uh, thank you guys so much. Appreciate everybody coming on the show. It's all love. Hail to the football team, and we are out. Thank you. Good job.